Hello. Bonjour. Hola. Annyeonghaseyo. Welcome to Things, things from, from Around, around the, the world. world, a podcast about things that are typically more common internationally compared to America. For today's episode, we will be interviewing Tosca Simonpo, who is an expert at Canoe Polo. Canoe Polo is commonly played in areas such as Singapore, Taiwan, Germany, Poland, Colombia, and many other countries as well. It's a sport that requires teamwork and promotes both general canoeing skills and a range of other techniques unique to the sport. Each team has five players on the pitch who compete to score in their opponent's goal, which is suspended two meters above the water. The ball can be thrown by hand or flicked with the paddle to pass between players and shoot at the goal. Pitches can be set up in swimming pools or any stretch of flat water. The kayaks are specifically designed for polo and are faster and lighter than, than typical kayaks which give them fantastic moving ability. The game is often described as a combination of water polo, basketball, and kayaking. The tactics and playing of the game are not unlike basketball or water polo, but with the added complexity of the boats, which can be used to tackle an opposition player in possession of the ball. All right, Tosca, to begin, what position did you play for canoe polo? <clears throat> so um, I was a zoner. So three players form a row above the goalkeeper, one to each side, and one directly above the keeper. So these three players are the zoners, and I was the one that was directly above the keeper. Basically, I prevent the opponents from going too close to the goalpost, and this is my position on defense. But on offense, I am a shooter. What was the hardest part of playing canoe polo? We had physical training almost every day. We had two land trainings, and for the rest of the week, uh, we had water training. Sometimes, uh, we also had double training a day, where we would work out in the morning and then have water training at night. For land training, we trained for about two to three hours. But for water training, we trained for about four to five hours. Mm, that's interesting. Now, not a lot of people know about this sport. So was it a co-ed sport or did men and women play separately? Uh, no, it's not a co-ed sport. So we played separately during competitions and tournaments, but during practices, we always train together. Hmm. Now, what is the one thing you miss the most about playing canoe polo? Because you played in Singapore, right? So I know it can be disappointing to not be able to play something you really enjoy, especially when you're so far away from it. Uh, I think the thing that I missed the most was playing with my team because I was able to meet my best friend Cheryl through that sport. She was my training partner and um, how do I describe this? She was always there to motivate me when I felt like giving up. Aww. We were all very supportive of each other and honestly without my teammates, I would have quit this really intensive sport a long time ago. Hmm. I guess that's always nice to have someone to be there to encourage you. But I did some research and I saw that a lot of other states, states such as like California and New York, they offer canoe polo. 
But I saw that Michigan didn't have a canoe polo team, which kind of doesn't make sense because they're completely surrounded by water. Um, so in Michigan, it's kind of hard to start a canoe polo club because the weather is not consistent enough. And when it gets too cold, uh, we obviously can't train because the water will freeze over. And the winters in Michigan are always really long. So if you can't train all year round, there's really no point in starting a club, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. But I guess finally then, why haven't you been able to make a canoe polo team here at Andrews? Because I know that Andrews has a pool, so it shouldn't be too difficult to create a team, right? So in Andrews, um, the pool is too small because for canoe polo, we would need an Olympic-sized pool. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and it is also a really expensive uh, sport to start because you, you would need to purchase like the kayaks, the paddles, the balls, and also the goalposts. So mm-hmm. those are those cost a lot of money. And if you don't know a lot about the sport, you wouldn't want to invest in something like that, you know? That's true. Do you know any universities that offer canoe polo? I know some universities in California, like um, like University of uh, University of California, Berkeley, San oh. Diego. Like they mm. offer canoe polo oh, on the weekends. Oh, well, unfortunately, that's the only time we have for today. Thanks, Tosca, for allowing me to interview you on such an intensive sport. I hope through this podcast, you guys were able to learn more about sports from around the world. Now, stay tuned for next week's episode when I interview Josh Knowlton and his favorite traditional Filipino dance.